rewind, rewind your mind a little bit. Think back to October, October 2023. What if I told you that come February, February 4th, 2024, Marcus Smart in his first game back in Boston will have a splint on his right ring finger and won't be able to play. But John Moran will also be out, and Desmond Bay, Aaron Jarrett Jr., and Stephen Adams no longer be on the team, and Santi Aldama, and John Conchar, and Zaire Williams, and you get the point. 13 of the 15 Grizzlies on standard contracts were out against the Boston Celtics, but guess what? At least Gigi Jackson played. Hmm. We got a lot to talk about. Gigi Jackson takeaways, Grizzly Celtics, and much more, including Marcus Smart getting his flowers and bosses coming up right here on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies. I am your host today, DeMichael Cole, beat writer for the Commercial Appeal right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Going solo today, everyone, wish my co-host Joe Mullinax a very happy birthday. Joe, get the day off because it's his birthday, and he you know, needs to celebrate with his family and whatnot. So happy birthday to Joe Mullinax. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Locked on Grizzlies on today. We definitely appreciate you tuning in with us, and remember, Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA in all caps. LockedOnNBA is in all caps to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Man, we where do we start? The Grizzlies played a game on yesterday. Let's start there. The Memphis Grizzlies played a game on yesterday. But if you just waking up out of a coma from the first game of the season or the preseason, or even when Ja first got back from his uh, 25-game suspension or uh, when the Grizzlies beat the Lakers or when they beat the Pelicans, whenever, whenever it was. You know, in early January, Luke Kennard and David Roddy were the only two players on standard contracts who played in yesterday's game against the Boston Celtics. Uh, The rest of the roster, you you had eight active players, by the way. Those eight players included the makeup of three players who are on two-way contracts and three players who are on 10-day hardship deals that have kind of been granted to the Grizzlies from the NBA because of the injury situation. So basically you got three guys who might not be on the team much longer. Uh, It's not on the current contract, at least three guys on two ways. And then two guys, David Roddy, Luke Kennard filled out the rest of the roster. And as you can expect going against the NBA leading Boston Celtics have the best record in the NBA, been probably the best team from game one to this point consistently throughout the season. We lose by 40 points. 
131 to 91 beatdown uh, at the hands of the Boston Celtics. But I think it is much deeper uh, than that when we look back and recap uh, what's going on with the Grizzlies, what happened in this last game. Uh, for one, if we want to talk about the injuries first, let's start there. Start with the injuries. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., he was out in this game. Don't really expect that to be a long-term thing uh, there. I think uh, Zaya Williams has been out a few games there. I think it's about time that we get an update to see what's really going on because the Grizzlies didn't give a destination in terms of week-to-week, day-to-day, or anything like that. But he's missed a few games as well. Uh, Jake Laravia is approaching his reevaluation period. He's been getting closer. Desmond Bain was on the court uh, at, at Boston getting up some shots. And as I've mentioned uh, before, he's starting to do some little one-on, not one-on-one work, uh, just get some shooting, doing some shooting drills and things like that. So Desmond Bain is back working out per se, but not practicing with the team or anything of that nature. So uh, it is an injury riddle roster. I know some people have asked me, like, DeMichael, are these injuries legit? And whatnot, and for the most part, from what I've seen and heard, uh, yes, I mean it's 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 terrible luck. I've had people around the NBA tell me that they haven't seen anything like this because now it's not just the top players. You know, when when it was Ja and then Dez and then Marcus and those guys, it was like, man, how does this happen? But now it's even the depth guys. No Santi, no Xavier Tillman. No Jaron Jackson Jr. That's your entire big rotation for the Grizzlies. Trey Jemison on a 10-day contract started at center for the Grizzlies. I know he's a guy that uh, a lot of people in Grizzlies Nation have been excited about just to see see him get a chance. 6'10", about 260-pound guy, very chiseled frame, can rebound, can rim protect. Uh, but he battled foul trouble in that game against the Celtics. Didn't really stand out to me in this particular game. Uh, man, and granted, he was going against 7-3 Christoph Porzingis. I mean, welcome to the league. Go guard uh, one of the most agile and one of the tallest uh, and just a great athlete in Christoph Porzingis with great skills. So uh, that's not the typical matchup that you expect. But Trey Jimison got that matchup, uh, picked up two quick fouls uh, less than a minute into the game. Then Tosan Iwama, uh checked in, and he was the backup center, 6-9 uh, forward. You know, can play the three, can play the four. We talked about his versatility. <laughs> he had to play center. So, I mean, the Grizzlies just, you know, as 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 my people used to say, they just made do. They just made do. But you had to throw the guys out there that they had available. And you had Jacob Gilliard, who I thought played solid. Uh, I think he had 12.6 assists in this game. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. as well led the team in scoring uh, 19 points. Four assists for him. It's 13 points, excuse me, for Jacob Gilliard, but five of 10 shooting from the field. Scotty Pippen, 6'11", shooting 19 points, uh, six rebounds, four assists for him. Gigi Jackson had 18 points in this game, 8 of 24 shooting. We're going to talk more about Gigi Jackson a little later. But David Roddy, 6 of 16 from the field, 0 of 5 on three-pointers, but did have 14 points, eight rebounds. Quite frankly, the Grizzlies were out-talented in that game. Oh man, it's not going to come as a surprise to anyone. They're playing the Boston Celtics, even without Jalen Brown. You're talking about a team that's made up of Derek White, all-world defender, Drew Holiday, all-world defender, uh, Jason Tatum, one of the best players in the NBA. Kristaps uh, Porzingis has looked like one of the better uh, front court players in the NBA uh, this season. Al Horford uh, has just been a steady presence in Boston uh, for a while now. I mean, he left for a little bit, but came back, and he's still as steady as he was uh, earlier in his tenure uh, there. So 
that's just a solid, you know, built for a tough group. Like that group's been there and they've been through it. Whereas this Memphis team, if you watch the game, first two possessions, there were turnovers. And they had three turnovers uh, in the first two minutes of the games. And it was just typical stuff that happens when guys don't play a lot together. Uh, I think Luke Kennard threw a pass. He expected someone to be in a spot. Uh, the player wasn't there and the ball just sailed right out of bounds. And uh, I think Trey Jemison was trying to set a screen uh, for one of the guards. And there was a legal screen. And again, it, it comes from the little small quirks of the game. You know, these guys aren't used to uh, Trey Jemison setting them screens. And and he's not used to how these guards attack screens and whatnot. So uh, it's all a part of the learning curve here. And I, I, I think what we saw in this game, 13 players out. Uh, you talk about that's not something you're probably going to see happen again this season. I mean, it's possible, but I don't. I don't expect that uh, to be the case. Again, a couple of these uh, guys, uh, Santi Aldama, I think he was questionable. Derek Rose uh, was questionable as well. I expect both of them uh, to kind of be back this next game coming up against the Knicks, and then you should probably get a couple more guys back. Maybe Vince Williams uh, will be ready to go as well. So, I haven't seen anything like it. I, I really haven't. And you know, outside of when you get to the the last game of the season and you, you're resting all the big the big bad wolves for the playoffs and whatnot. We've seen the Grizzlies do that at times. But even then, like, when they played this, remember when they played the Suns a couple years ago and it was kind of a meaningless game? And You still had – I remember in that game, it was like DeAnthony, Melton, John Conchar, and Kyle Anderson. Like, it was the bench. The Grizzlies' bench pretty much is hurt right now. Like, like Derrick Rose would be coming off the bench uh, potentially. He's out. Um, no, Santi Aldama. Xavier Tillman Sr., Jake Laravia, Zaire Williams, like we're not even we're past the point of oh the big starters are out. It's the starters, it's the bench, it's the whole roster. Uh two guys out of 15 on standard contracts were available. I haven't seen that before. Probably won't see that one again. But you know what? Uh that led to some extended opportunities for a lot of guys. I mentioned Scotty Pippen. I thought he stepped up. And played really well. Uh, Jacob Gilliard played well. Gigi Jackson, interesting case. I, I noticed something about Gigi. And I'm going to share it here on Locked on Grizzlies. It's going to be the first time anyone's heard me say this. So I want to share it with you guys first coming up here on Locked on Grizzlies. But before we get to that, we got to talk about our buddies over at LinkedIn. Because uh, here's the thing about LinkedIn. Uh, when you're hiring for small business jobs, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tool to help find the right professionals for your team faster. And check this out. A lot of people going to like this for free. Uh, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. And LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals. What makes it, it the best place to hire? It gives you access to professionals that you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn also does all this while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy. In fact, that 86%, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when they used LinkedIn jobs. So guess what? All you got to do right now is go post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA in all caps. Locked on NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions may 
apply. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, see, look, here's the thing about BetterHelp. Is better, BetterHelp is for all anyone out there. If you if you have any experiences uh, with, you know, uh, dealing with any time you're going through certain struggles in life, because sometimes we all need an opportunity to get something off our chest, right? It doesn't have to be something big. Doesn't have to be something small. It can just whatever the case it may be. Certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to have an outlet to let that out. And you need someone who's give who can give you an unbiased perspective, and that's where BetterHelp comes in. So today, I want to say you need to take advantage of an opportunity over at BetterHelp. Uh, therapy can be different for everyone, and most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams. And it's important to get these things off our chest every once in a while. It's very important. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so you don't have to go in person with anyone. And it's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. Coming up next on Locked On Grizzlies, we're going to talk about G.G. Jackson and what we're noticing about him, what I've noticed about him. A couple of things have stood about, about his play lately, and I want to talk about it here on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies, everyone. I'm DeMichael Cole uh, joining you here. First segment, we recapped the Grizzlies and Celtics game and everything that happened, including a lot of the guys, uh, a lot of the main players sitting on the bench and a lot of the players who played appear uh, on 10-day contracts, two-way deals, and all of those sorts of things. But the Grizzlies lost, and that really wasn't the main takeaway. Well, you, you've got to try to find a bright spot when you're watching games like this. And a bright spot for the Grizzlies was 19-year-old rookie G.G. Jackson getting his first career start in the NBA. So here's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see G League. Memphis hustle, Gigi Jackson. Get in your bag. Everybody get out of my way. This guy can't guard me. Too easy. Too slow. I'm taller. Easy work. Easy 2025. But it was a mix. And I've come to a conclusion because I talked to Gigi after the game on uh, Friday against uh, the Golden State Warriors. And that's kind of where I'm about to go to with this. Because after the game, I was talking to Gigi. And I asked him a question that Quite frankly, I usually don't ask a lot of the players because if most of you follow my work, you know, I never try to come off as that reporter who's trying to bait you into something. Uh, when I'm asking you something, there's, you know, it's very intentional in terms of uh, I want just your honest opinion, how you feel about something, how you feel about the team's perspective. And we want insight. You know, that's what we talk to the players for. We want insight, uh, you know, knowledge and things like that. That can help help people understand what's really going on. So I asked Gigi a question because I've been watching him play, and I watched him play with the hustle. Been watching him play with the Grizzlies, and I said, basically, do you like the way you're being used in the offense? Like, do you like the shots you're getting? And he kind of paused for a little bit. Not a bad pause. Not like uh, Michael, you, you're trying to bait me type pause or anything like that. But more so a pause in terms of, you know what? It is different. 
And that's what he said. Paraphrasing here. Uh, he basically said that it is a different role for me, you know, uh, and if you listen to the episode of me and Rafael Barlow, uh, we kind of talked about how Gigi Jackson is kind of this self-creation type score, and the Grizzlies have him doing a lot of things like spot-up shooting, drifting to the corners, as he said, uh, Gigi Jackson said, and things like that. And it's a lot of things that, quite frankly, are new to his game. No one's really ever asked Gigi Jackson to be a spot-up shooter. When he was in high school, he was basically the tallest guy on the floor a lot of times, so he played a lot of center. When he got to South Carolina, it was everybody get out of the way. Let this man cook. Now in the NBA, it's eh, Jaws got to cook. You you can go stand in the corner over there, and when the ball comes your way, it comes. Or Desmond Baines got to cook. Or now, I mean, let's be honest. Like we don't. This is where you get into all the coaching questions and whatnot. But now, if you watch that game against the Celtics, it was Jacob Gilliard has the ball right now. Scottie Pippen has the ball right now. You you stand over there and you and you wait. But the reason I asked him that basically uh, because if you watch Gigi Jackson play for one, it's a little bit different. The shots he's getting are a little bit different than the shots he was getting with the hustle. That's one. And then two, on top of that, is he's shooting a lot of three pointers. I just mentioned that Gigi Jackson in this game went eight of twenty four from the field. He took ten threes, two of ten on three pointers. If you take away the three-pointers, Gigi Jackson was 6 of 14. If Gigi Jackson shoots 6 of 14, I'm living with that because I know he's taking tough shots a lot of times, uh, especially against that caliber of defense, I mean 6 of 14. But 2 of 10 on three-pointers, 18.7 rebounds, two steals, like solid all around. Uh, but when you factor in the inefficiency, like that was what kind of dropped him uh, when we talk about how he fell to the 45th pick in the second round of the draft. And it all leads me to say this. Right now, Gigi Jackson is growing into this role. Uh, he's shooting too many threes right now. Too many. Not just this game. And I know it was okay. Like, when you watch the first couple games, he had a game where he shot four of six on threes. Like, he was knocking them down. And he even told me. He was kind of surprised. At the rate he was knocking them down. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an unsustainable clip. But don't get it twisted. Gigi Jackson can knock down spot up three-pointers. This is not to say he's kind of that's a weak area of his game or anything. It's just to say that we know that he was the number one rated player in high school. He was a five-star recruit going to South Carolina simply because he was one of the best scorers. One-on-one, isolation, go get a bucket. Uh, he can do that, and that's something he brings to the Grizzlies that a lot of these guys can't do. I'm sensing some hesitancy from him right now, and the reason I say that is, uh, you watching? I'm watching him play, and there's some second guessing from time to time because because now with all these guys out, you want him to play free. And I mentioned there was a, a couple games ago, and I mentioned it on here already, but if you didn't listen or uh, probably forgot about it at this point. There was a, game, a couple games ago, Gigi Jackson kind of took a shot. It was right before the half. He had just checked into the game like a minute before that. Uh, he took a shot, and Taylor Jenkins, you know, had a visible reaction to it. Nothing too wild, you know, but I've seen Taylor Jenkins not react to a lot of shots or just talk defense after a shot. But he saw that shot, and it was kind of obvious to me that he was 
a little irritated or whatever the case may be. He That was not the shot he wanted the Grizzlies to take on that position. And, of course, at the next dead ball, when the ball uh, when the Grizzlies went back on defense, I think there was a foul, and G.G. Jackson got subbed out of the game. And when he got subbed out of the game, he pointed at his chest like this. He said, me? And it was a surprise to him, but when he walked over there, Taylor Jenkins put his arm around him, and they talked for a little bit, and it's a learning point. But remember what Vince Williams said about what's key, this difference in his play. And, and, and it really stood out to me. And I think a couple other people have pointed it out as well. But G.G. Jackson is experiencing that. And what Vince Williams said was, he, I think he was asked, you know, why? what's different now? Why are you playing so much better? Like, how, how are we starting to see these parts of your games that we haven't been seeing? And Vince said, with all these guys out, with all these players out right now, I don't have to look over my shoulder. I don't have to think, oh, if I take one bad shot, I'm getting pulled out of the game. I don't have to think, oh, I missed this defense assignment. Taylor's going to take me out. I think that's in the back of Gigi's head right now. I could be wrong because this is this is not what he's told me. I'm just going off of body language. I'm just, again, I'm, uh, I saw Taylor Jenkins give him, give him an early pull in the game before. I know that Taylor Jenkins is very defensive. You know, he's very defensive minded. And Gigi's, you know, you can see the effort is, is there uh, defensively. He's really uh, trying on that side of the ball. But seeing him take all these three pointers instead of getting to the cup a little bit more. Or, and now, granted, he, he, there were some times he went to the basket. Like I think of the play against Derek White off the top of my head. He went to the basket, looked like it was pretty strong. But I mean, Derek White is a great defender. But it's one of those plays, and you see probably two or three of them every game. Two or three plays where it's like, man, in two years, Gigi's going to finish right through that contact. Because he's 19. His, his body is not – and he said it himself. He says, I look at a lot of these guys. I see it. I'm, I feel like I'm the same size as them. They're just stronger. Like, And, and, and that's all it is. So he's going to get stronger and whatnot. But I think there's a little hesitancy there which plays into why he's taking those three-pointers because it's the simplest shot, right? You're open. Oh, yeah, take the three. Uh, it's not the, oh, let me pump fake, go off the dribble. Now you gotta be, you put in the triple threat position. You put in the position, do I kick it out? Do I dump it off? Do I take the shot myself? Uh, and when you're just catching and shooting, it's a very simple game. So I think there's some hesitancy there. And I believe at the end of the day, as a surprise to no one, it's going to take him some time to kind of grow into uh, that role. That role as the guy who uh, can be, you know, that isolation scorer who says, watch out, Scotty Pittman, or watch out, Jacob Gilliard. Like, it's five seconds on the shot clock. Y'all know who to give the ball to. I got this. Uh, he's going to grow into that role. And I don't think it'll be very long, but it's it's going to take some time because he has to get over the hesitancy and things like that. Just something I noticed, and it's something to monitor through the rest of the season because now this is looking like it's going to turn into a developmental season. Grizzlies lost five games in a row. So it's trending that way. And when you talk about development, G.G. Jackson is near the top of the list in guys the Grizzlies want to see develop. Speaking of develop, uh, Marcus Smart's relationship in Boston continues to develop. I tell you that. Uh, he got his flowers during the game against the Celtics. We want to talk about that and, and put a little Memphis twist on it as well coming up next on Locked on Grizzlies. But before we do that, we got to talk about our friends over at FanDuel because guess what? 
Happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate from FanDuel because it's America's number one sports book. And look, if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch. Look, man, I, grab grab your favorite snacks. If you're, if you're from Memphis, you know, we like the Rotel and wings and things like that. Some of y'all might not know what Rotel is. You can go, go Google it or something. And it's, it's basically some dip. Some of y'all might like your dip, but we like our Rotel, our wings. Everybody like wings. If you don't like wings, then you, you like something. Everybody's got a favorite Super Bowl snack. And guess what? My thing about the Super Bowl is FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, you can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Let me say it again. If you're a new customer, you, you can join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's a capital L, capital O, slash locked on to sign up right now. Yeah, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. With a capital L and a capital O. Coming up here on Locked On Grizzlies, we got to talk about Marcus Smart. He got his flowers in Boston. So let's talk about that right here now on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies, everyone. I am DeMichael Cole, beat writer for the Commercial Appeal here in Memphis, Tennessee. And recapping the show so far, uh, we talked about the Grizzlies Celtics game, how two players on standard contracts play and Jacob Gilliard, Scotty Pippen Jr. Uh, and, you know, Gigi Jackson, they're your three two-way guys. Tosan Ewoma, uh, Trey Jemison, Matthew Hurt, your three 10-day contracts, and Luke Kennard and David Roddy. Those are the eight players. But those guys play. Uh, of course, I put it out some Gigi Jackson takeaways, basically noticing a little hesitancy in his play, uh, whether that's him thinking too much, uh, whether that's him trying to find his role, whatever it is, uh, I just don't see that same, uh, like when he was playing down with the hustle, it just was less thinking, more doing. And we'll see how that progresses uh, throughout the rest of this season. But I, we got to talk about Marcus Smart. Uh, we'll be, we just can't go this episode without talking about what Marcus Smart meant to Boston and what I think he will mean to Memphis over the uh, course of his time. And shout out to Pete Pre- Pre- uh, Pranica. Uh, my guy, Ballet Sports, play-by-play. Uh, shout out to Brevin Knight as well. Uh, just two of the best in the business. Love, uh, actually, when I don't go to the games, love listening to them. And uh, it's fun. It's always funny sitting beside them at the Grizzlies home games and seeing their reactions and, you know, being able to look over to my left and they're right there. But with all that being said, Pete pointed out something that really stood out to me when he was talking about Marcus Smart. He said a good indicator kind of on a trade sometimes is basically uh, how the opposing fan base, you know, reacts when a player leaves the team. And if you saw the way the Boston Celtics fans were when Marcus Smart left, I mean, it's blown my mind. I I, I try to to get back to everyone. And if I haven't gotten back to you, you know, uh, responded to any message or thing like that, I, I sincerely apologize. And I, still plan on getting back to you. But basically, I just wanted to say that there were a few people who like reached out to me 
and over the course of the last few months and basically said that, oh, I was a Marcus Smart fan, um, you know, with the Boston Celtics. And I want to know more about the Grizzlies, DeMichael. Or can you tell me more about the Grizzlies? All because of the impact that Marcus Smart had on them as fans, had on the Boston Celtics, enough to, for them to want to become Grizzlies fans, too. Marcus Smart, uh, he got honored in Boston. They played the tribute video. But he also got honored, you know, for his community work as well. And a lot of you may be familiar with his Young Game Changers uh, Foundation. And I remember when we were out in Las Vegas, when we were talking to Marcus Smart for the first time last summer, as he was getting introduced after the trade. And I was talking to him about it. And he was saying that once he gets settled into Memphis, he wants to do community work here. He wants to kind of have that impact because the thing about uh, Marcus Smart is he he was a pillar in that in that community, like in that community in Boston. Uh, he he was very popular, and he he was he was known as someone who really impacted the youth. And he started to do that in Memphis. He had the bowling fundraiser, uh, and all the all the proceeds went uh, to uh, the Young Game Changers Foundation. Let me read the Young Game Changers mission to you right now. It says the mission of Marcus Smart's Young Game Changer Foundation is to serve as a source of guidance, motivation, encouragement and empowerment for inner city student athletes to be game changers on and off the court or field to create opportunities through education, sports and mentorships with a special emphasis on STEAM, which specifically is science, technology, engineering, art and math experiences. To provide inspiration and life-changing experience to pediatric cancer patients and their families. So a wide range of things that Marcus Smart is really working on and helping people uh, with there. But uh, you already see him starting to kind of, you know, set the foundation here in Memphis a little bit. But I think my big takeaway from seeing the way he was embraced, I mean, they, they honored him in the second quarter. They honored him in the first quarter. In the fourth quarter. Uh, we love Marcus Chant broke out. I think, uh, no, it was a thank you Marcus Chant in the fourth quarter. In the first quarter, it was a we love Marcus Chant that broke out. Uh, before the game, you know, the Celtics players all greeting him during the game, during the tribute, the whole Celtics team, along with the arena, standing ovation and TD Garden. Uh, it just speaks to who the guy is. And I remember last season, I wrote a story about it. We talked about it a lot on here. A lot of you, well, I'm not going to say a lot of you because some people agreed that, you know, the Grizzlies needed that type of guy in the locker room. But some people were like, yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't. But as someone who's seen the way this team embraces Marcus Smart, the way when he goes up to guys and say, hey, you need to work on this, they listen. Marcus Smart is making a difference on the court, off the court. And it was good to see him get his flowers in Boston, and uh, he's going. He's just a great addition to to Memphis. I I I mean, can't say enough about it. I think over the next couple years, it's it's going to be fun to watch as he kind of just gets to know the city a little bit better and gets to know you know where certain spots in the city where he can really make an impact, where he can really make a difference. Uh, it's going to be fun to see, and then on the court, right? You know, the defensive tenacity he brings. I mean, I'm watching the tribute video, and you know, you see about, you know, half of it is him diving all over the floor. And, and that's just who Marcus Smart is. I mean, that's 
that's how he uh, has gotten a couple of these injuries and whatnot. But he he hustles and he gives it his all at all times. It's a great guy to have in Memphis for the foreseeable future. I think his impact here is going to go well beyond just what he does on the floor. But, yeah, shout out Marcus Smart. Shout out out to uh, what he's done in Boston over the last nine years. Well-deserved tribute. Uh, Congratulations to him on that tribute as well. And uh, looking forward, we'll see, you know, what happens when he gets back here as well. But Locked On is lunch, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Day is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe on the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies Day. Remember, you can listen, you can watch us everywhere. If you want to listen, uh, shout out to the people who who uh, reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I listen to Locked On Grizzlies on my car ride. You know, when I'm dropping the kids off in the morning. Or some people say, oh, yeah, they like to have Locked On Grizzlies on in the background while they're doing stuff around the house and things like that. If you like to listen, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, all of those places you can go get a Locked On Grizzlies downloaded and check it out. If you want to watch us, go check us out on YouTube as well. Make sure you guys continue to like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all of those things. Uh, me, Joe Mullinax, we truly appreciate it. And on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Grizzlies, we're going to keep talking Grizzlies. we got a lot more things to uncover, especially with the trade deadline coming up. we got a couple tidbits that I might drop on the next episode as well about some things that I'm hearing. So make sure you tune in for that on our next episode of Locked on Grizzlies. But until next time, everyone, just remember that Locked on Grizzlies is free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'll see you next time. I'm DeMichael Cole. We'll see you on Locked on Grizzlies.